podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey gang, tickets for Nebraska Northwestern are on sale now. You heard me. Go on over to collegefootballisland.com. Get your tickets. August the 27th, 2022, the Aviva Stadium, Dublin. I'm going to be there. Ben's going to be there. Propo's going to be there. We might even sneak Iron Mike through the back door. So head on over to collegefootballisland.com to get your tickets, get involved with the action. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombe Show College Days Draft Day Special. Actually, Ben Isaacs, frankly, we've had quite a few Draft Day specials, right? So <laughs> I I'm guess, not sure we yeah. can get away with advertising <laughs> it. As that, how about this? Who doesn't love our winners and losers? Oh, there we go. There we <laughs> go. We well, take winners and losers. Let's the winners go down are that people, tip. It the winners is, are certainly people uh, listening. Night the one, losers. day one. Day one, <laughs> night one, round one of the draft in the bag. We're all strictly business around here, Ben, because here you and I are bleary eyed, still bushy tailed, mm-hmm. having pulled a heavy shift. And yet here we are recording a show in, in, in early morning. Where's Propo? Yeah, well, he's he talk about winners and losers. The winners are him mm-hmm. and anybody listening. The losers mm-hmm. are us who are just working. We're here at the coalface. We're doing we're doing the hard yards yeah. right here. He's the sort of person who he'll take a bit of credit. Mm-hmm. He's that kind of that that vulture who takes the touchdown at the goal line where you've had the other guy kind of rush for 50 yards, take so many hits, and you just give it to someone else on the goal line taking the glory. But we're the ones doing the work. He's the guy in a team meeting when one of his one of his team has done all the heavy lift, done all the work, delivered it all, and he's getting the credit and he doesn't pass that on. He just nods Absolutely. Goes, well, yeah, I mean, I think we're all quite happy with that. Hey, so let's get down to business. Let's go winners and losers because I love a winners and losers mm. <laughs> angle. You know what I was thinking, Ben? Much like that night we had all those years ago in the casino in Vegas, which is, of course, apt <laughs> given the location of the draft, where, do you remember that casino where you could, they had 50 cent minimum uh, bets on blackjack. I think it was the only casino we yeah, found that, that yeah. had under a dollar uh, and all the croupiers were 80s or 90, dressed as 80s or 90s pop stars. It was it was like the cheapest casino. We're, not that we deliberately found this, but we, we managed to find what seemed to be the yeah. cheapest casino in Vegas. Yes. And boy, was it cheap. Uh, boy, was it cheap. Uh, and that night it was a slow start, fairly predictable, and then it all kicked off. And <laughs> yeah. that is how <laughs> round one of the draft went. Uh, yesterday night so let's get down to business looking at let's start with new york who does new york new york new york would have played a blinder both teams playing Mm. an absolute blinder and and quite similar tactics in in many ways we'll elaborate so start with the jets right because i love the the balance that they've applied in terms of offer offense and defense but balance in terms of having two Never like to say short things, but you know, consummate pro picks that you think are day one starters yeah. that you'll be very comfortable projecting a really solid 10 year kind of career, like Jerry Judy from uh, for the last couple of sure, years. Sure. He was a player that you and I said, mm, okay, we're pretty sure he's going to be mm. on point. <laughs> His career hasn't maybe lived up to that so far, but on point for years and years. So, Source Gardner and Garrett Wilson, the Ohio State receiver, corner receiver, super solid picks. And then Jermaine Johnson falling to them at, at 26, which is a steal. So, of course, you've got three picks. You're going to have a decent shot at being one of the best in show. But the Jets have played a, played a smart one, haven't they? Yeah, when you've got three picks like that, the kind of the, the pressure's on. Like, don't mess it up. Because <laughs> otherwise, you'll, you'll look back on that and rue your decisions for a long time. However, they clearly had a strategy. And they had, you know, what you've got to remember is that teams will have their list of team needs mm-hmm. and uh, the jets and the giants both had a lot of needs and then they've got to look at their their tiers within that so it's clear the jets would have felt they needed a cornerback derek stingley had gone off the board and at that point the thought is okay now there could be a run on elite cornerbacks other players there are others still there so at number four they went they went with source gardener cornerback mm. Some people will say better than Derek Stingley. That's a fair argument to make. It is. Well, How do they differ? Well, How do those two differ as corners, Stingley well, and, and Sword? The, the thing is, is that right, so Stingley has 
his tape from the 2019 season, so the final season before the pandemic, the season that Joe Burrow led Stingley's LSU to a national championship with one of the greatest seasons of all time. Mm. Derek Stingley's tape from that year is as good as you will ever see from a from a cornerback. And he was a freshman at the time. Mm. However, the thing is, is that since then, because of the pandemic, didn't play. And then there was last season, there was an injury and he was nowhere near his best. If you just looked at the film from the last two years, you would not see a whole lot that would put him as high as he was picked. Mm -hmm. But that 2019 film is amazing. So physical, just gets so many takeaways. With, with Source Gardner, he is more of a kind of shutdown guy. But the thing is, when you look at when you look back at his stats, the guy was not targeted very often. Now, the, the reason for that is people did not want to throw the ball in his direction because he's so good, which makes a lot of sense. But he was also coming up against far weaker quarterbacks than Stingley. Mm. But he also didn't make, the, didn't make any mistakes. He was much more durable than Derek Stingley. So I think if you put a gun to my head and said, pick one, I probably would have gone with Source Gardner, but either is good. And Ooh, claimed it. Like that, just sorry, I just like that tangent of following on from where we would have loved to have seen teams being allowed to gamble their picks oh. to double down or, or, or this <laughs> idea of a, a gun to the head. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pick now. Uh, yeah, like perhaps instead of having a 10 minute, 10 minute gap, yeah. you've got one minute and there is a gun to your head. Does Goodell hold it? Uh, do, they, um, do, they, do they wheel out Jerry Jones on uh, one of those office spinny chairs onto the stage? And does, does Goodell do it? Does he have guys uh, to do, do it for him? Do you know what? I think you've got to make it like a, a fan ballot <laughs> and you've got to make it that you, you put your you put your name in. Yes. And if you're a fan of, say, the Jets, that means you get you get to hold the gun. Yes. And I think you can in the have... Jets case, you probably hold be holding a baseball bat or very, maybe very snooker ball in the sock. <laughs> Yeah. Could be. Yeah. Okay, so so the Jets uh, go with Source, and, and yeah, as very eloquently described uh, describing the, the, the differences, but both really, really solid corners, right? Garrett yeah. Wilson, similarly, is a, a safe play, but I don't want to under undermine the the strategy or, or the pick. Uh, it's a bit like when somebody says, "Oh, they're a safe pair of hands." It's slightly damning with faint praise. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it, but at the same time when you're looking at receivers, even a draft this deep in receiver, is that, is that right? Based on what you've been telling me and what, I've, uh, what the draft Knicks have been saying that he's a, he's a solid play. Yeah. I, I feel he is, he is one of the more can't miss mm -hmm. uh, wide receivers. Now what's interesting is that with every single uh, wide receiver who was picked, and obviously I was all over, all over Twitter last night. So whenever, a, whenever a wide receiver was picked, mm. there was, you'd get at least one pundit saying, that's a steal because yeah. this is the best wide receiver of that top tier. Mm -hmm. And you have another one saying that's a reach. Mm -hmm. That is the worst wide receiver of that tier. There was no, there was no consensus mm. on like the, on the, on the six receivers at that, at the top. Right. So I saw some people say like, wow, Garrett Wilson's gone in the top 10. That's, that's, you know, that's giving up so much draft capital mm. for that guy. And then you've got others saying, what a ridiculous bargain he is. He's the best. So I'm, mm. I, I, love all the, I love all these wide receivers, but I think you're right in that Garrett Wilson is perhaps the safest. He's perhaps got the highest floor. That's not to say he's got a low ceiling. All these mm -hmm. wide receivers should be elite guys. These all should be the sort of people who we, we are talking about mm -hmm. as potential all pros going forward. But they, the, the Jets were just so savvy with when they were picking mm -hmm. that they clearly had some receivers they wanted. And they didn't want receivers to be flying off, flying off the board and then miss out. So it's like, right, okay, now it's time for receiver. So they did that at number 10. And they, you know, if, if they'd taken him at number four, they wouldn't have got Source Gardner at 10. Yeah. And they clearly had particular needs they wanted to fill, including, including pass rusher. And my word, getting Jermaine Johnson at number 26. So why did he why did he fall to 26? Because again, context for, for listeners who uh, are sure they've been listening religiously to your draft previews, uh, but yeah. maybe some of these names aren't resonating as much as they will when they're when they're in the pros. Johnson, by all accounts, was one of the better players in the first round, 
a lot of people suggest he could be a top 10 pick in terms of talent, yeah. right? So why is he falling all the way to 26? I, I think it was I think it was just the way the draft started to shake out that it went absolutely wide receiver crazy. Mm. And that's not just the wide receivers being taken, it's the wide receivers being traded on the night, which right. obviously we'll, we'll we'll get into. And it was it very much felt like this was this was a night, this was a quarterback's night. Not because of them being picked, but because it was the wide receivers and the cornerbacks. It's right, okay, we've got we've got quarterback X in our division. We need an elite corner. Or mm. right, we've got we've got this quarterback, but we haven't got weapons. It's got to be the wide receivers. And they just got a point where the teams that needed a wide receiver or someone in the secondary just went absolutely crazy mm-hmm. from picks kind of 10 to 20 well, and beyond. And so it just played out into the, into the Jets' hands and, and I guess unlucky for Johnson, but, uh, but he's landed in, uh, uh, in a good spot in terms of, as we always talk about, you know, when you're a, a player, you don't have any say in the matter. You're looking for obviously a decent team. Well, we chatted to Shane Breen earlier in the week and when Bill Belichick's calling him, that's a result. Uh, yep. Look, uh, climate. Climate and or, or uh, proximity to a roulette wheels. <laughs> so yeah. Vegas, Vegas tends to be a good bit of Miami. Or, of course, just a, a big market, right? If you're a player, oh, so respect yeah. to where the Jets are right now. And God, given the night they've had, and uh, there's a lot of optimism about, about the Jets, but clearly they're a work in progress. But actually, Johnson might look at this and think, okay, yeah, well, maybe I, you know, I, I could have gone further up, but this isn't mate, a bad landing spot. No, it, it really isn't. I really like the things the Jets have been doing. Um, I think if they had taken a different quarterback other than Zach Wilson last season, mm. I'd be even more excited. Not that I think Zach Wilson's terrible, but I think there were better quarterbacks available when the Jets picked. Mm. But they've put themselves in a position where they can succeed. I think they've got a, a good coaching group. The Everyone in the draft room was clearly kind of on the same page and knowing what they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And that, like, if you're, if you're Jermaine Johnson, you might be angry at the league you might be angry at people who passed over you there'll be there'll be teams that it seemed like they were coveting you and they've been talking to you for the mm. last few months and you you know you thought oh they're gonna pick me you're angry at them mm. you're not angry at the jets you now really really appreciate the jets you're like okay mm-hmm. you've got faith in me i'm looking forward to proving all the other teams wrong mm. he he was the biggest slide of the first round he was unlucky in that regard um but you're absolutely right about the, the market. Now, no disrespect to say um, a Jacksonville, but if you are hugely successful in Jacksonville, you will not make as much money from endorsements as if you're hugely successful in New York. It mm. is, uh, it's just massive. Like, well, when we get onto the Giants, this will come up, uh, this will be in kind of particularly stark focus. Mm. But if, if any of those players become stars in this league, the money they will make off the field will be huge simply because they're in the world's media capital. Media capital and in, in both the Jets and the Giants cases, teams that have been abject in recent seasons. So the fan base, both terrific fan bases, just crying out for some kind of traction, some oh, kind of stars yeah. to, to, to believe in, right? And and that Giants have definitely got that as well. So good night for the Jets. Good night for the Giants. Similarly to, to, to the Jets, they, they played it kind of safe in the sense of... Uh, solid solid picks but they got a bit of luck as well because the texans taking stingley at three which which raised a few eyebrows and on mm-hmm. that point you were saying when you see twitter kind of go into into instant reaction mode i love looking at a lot of those takes and thinking you've you've maybe watched 11 minutes of highlights on, <laughs> yeah. on youtube and you'll make yeah. you know yeah. you you ben and uh, yeah, many uh you know many others that are following college day in day out that's what it's all about <laughs> not some hot take guy that thinks they know everything based on 14 minutes of uh, social media content so uh on that basis when stingley went at three oh my god what are the texans doing but yeah. based on your rationale if that's what the texans need the reason why it was beneficial for the giants the reason why a lot of people kicked off about it rightly or wrongly was that it meant thibodeau fooled uh, fooled <laughs> fell to five <laughs> And him falling to five is perceived as a, a bit of a steal and fortuitous for the Giants, right? Yeah, they, you know, they they needed an edge rusher and they needed they needed a right tackle, and again they will have had their they will have had their tears and they will have felt mm. okay, 
we could take Evan Neal here at five, but then the edge rusher, it might be quite a drop-off. Whereas if we take Kayvon Thibodeau now, mm-hmm. we feel the tackles that will be available in a couple of picks are still going to be right at the level that we want. So they mm-hmm. they took Kayvon Thibodeau. And Kayvon Thibodeau, for, I, I would say, if we were having this conversation, if you'd said to me um, right at the start of the season, who's probably going to be number one pick, I would have said Kayvon Thibodeau at that, at that point. He would have been yeah, one of the favourites. Yeah, he's definitely, he's definitely going to yeah, it was, <clears throat> yeah, we were talking him and Spencer Rattler, who didn't mm. even enter the draft because he had a bad season. But Kayvon Thibodeau, who had... He had an up and down season in 2021. He was a little bit inconsistent. Didn't we all? Um, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> he had he had an injury that he was that he that he was dealing with, and he, he seemed to be back to his best. It wasn't that it disrupted his season. It didn't seem to kind of like dog him through the course of the season. Um, and as I've said before, a knock on him has been that the best performance that Oregon had all season was on the road, winning at Ohio State, and they did that without Kayvon Thibodeau. So some people were like, "Well." Mm-hmm. Is he as good as we all thought? And he is. He is. He's got a very high ceiling. There have been some knocks on him about the fact that people have said, how focused is he on the on the game itself? Mm-hmm. Not because it seems like he's super distracted, but because he is just such, you know, you know, the, you know, the, the line, I'm not, a, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Jay-Z. Jump with the Jay-Z. Oh, that, uh, not any sleep at all. It's heavyweight stuff. Yeah. That is, that's Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm. He is very much about, right. I'm leveraging my brand. I'm doing yeah. these things. I'm putting money in this. And he is super savvy with all of that stuff. Now, the thing is, is that there'll be some people that are going to be like, oh, He's going to be there in New York. He's going to be interested in his endorsements, what money he can make off the field. But you know what? If you are taken fifth overall and you're a bust, mm. you don't get those endorsements very long. Nobody wants to be associated with you. If you are like as great as it is to be hot in New York, mm. if you go cold in New York, people will turn on you. Yeah. You will not get the benefit of the doubt. So all this, there was, there was speculation like, oh, you know, he's going to get distracted in New York. Hell no. Mm. This guy is this guy is focused on his business and his money. And he knows that that comes from playing well. This is great for the Giants. Absolutely fantastic. And then two picks later, they took Evan Neal, the tackle from Alabama. Again, someone who just feels like that is that is such a sure bet. Mm. That is someone that you can be like, we're going to plug him in and he's going to be he can can play there for a decade. You know, you've got there kind of a, a bookend who will just be a long-term starter there. And you've got to remember, if you're a Giants fan, you've got to put it in this context. Traded away the chance to pick a quarterback last season. Mm-hmm. So that pick ended up going to the Bears, who took Justin Fields. So they didn't get a quarterback. They got Evan Neal and Kadarius Tony. Jury's still out on Tony. I feel that was a little bit of a reach last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. So you might feel like, well, do you know what? I would have rather had the potential quarterback of the future. But what the Giants are doing is they're building a situation where they can have one last look at Daniel Jones. And if they decide, okay, Mm -hmm. not him, next season should be a good one for quarterbacks in college football. It should be a better draft for quarterbacks. We've already put some pieces in place. We're We're not doing what the Jets and Bears will have been doing, where they'll have put these rookie quarterbacks in bad situations and having to then rebuild, they will be, they've already started the rebuild and the quarterback can be put in a kind of friendlier situation. So I love what both New York teams did. They both absolutely smashed it. Okay. So New York smashing it. Uh, another winner, I think, uh, has to be at the moment anyway. And of course, we're obviously recording this after round one and only one quarterback going. So this, this uh-huh. take could completely change. Isn't Jared Goff a pretty in a pretty decent spot right now. The Lions, I really want to hear what you think about the Lions trading up for Jamison Williams from Bama at 12, because that seemed to divide opinion. But they get him a get Goff a receiver and they don't take a quarterback at the moment, right? They might, they might in the early, early uh, picks in round two, that might all change, right? But at the moment, Jared Goff's a winner, isn't he? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, now the the Lions were the Lions were a bit lucky in that I think they would have loved ahead of the draft to take Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan. He's a local boy. And 
although we couldn't be sure who Jacksonville were going to take, there was a very good chance it was going to be Aiden Hutchinson. So Aiden, did, where did Trey, on that, just sorry to, to dive in, Ben, but that's interesting because it's only really in the last couple of weeks, maybe even the last, yeah, is that right, about two weeks, 10 yeah. days? That Trayvon Walker's just, well, we're not sure where they're going to go. Hutchinson was the de facto number one on, on many mock boards for a long time. And suddenly there's all this buzz about Trayvon Walker. The Jack, Obviously, the word getting out the Jags fancied him, right? But wh- why do you think that they like the look of him uh, at the kind of 11th hour? Um, well, I think they, from kind of seeing him up close and seeing he is an absolutely phenomenal athlete. Mm. And sometimes, sometimes you just fall in love with what you see as someone's potential rather than their production. Because his production is certainly not up there with with Aiden Hutchinson um, and as far as I'm concerned, Kayvon Thibodeau. Mm. Now, I, I, was, I was surprised a few weeks back when there was all this talk about Trayvon Walker because I thought, you know, is this a smokescreen? But yeah. the Jaguars don't need to put a smokescreen out. They've got the first overall pick. They don't need to kind of like, you know, try and fool people. They can just mm. take who they want without anyone else. I don't dislike Trayvon Walker, but I certainly like him less than I like Aiden Hutchinson yeah. and Kayvon Thibodeau. Um, he's got upside because of his, because of his athletic traits, but am I sold on him as Mm. an NFL edge rusher? Not entirely, not at number one overall. Mm. That's, that's the thing. And I think that they could have, they could have got someone better. And if they really, really wanted him, they possibly could have traded back. I'm not sure anyone was desperate to give up any of their picks to get number one overall. Mm. So I don't think there was kind of one sort of slam dunk, it just feels like I think I read someone say that the Jaguars have just made this more complicated than it needs to be. Yes. By taking yeah. Trayvon Walker. And that that kind of sums it up. It's not like they picked a bad player. It's just you probably could have made this easier for yourself. Yeah, that's a really nice, that's a really nice perspective. So uh, as a result, as you say, Hutchinson local boy drops to Detroit. And then this this move to getting was it 12 they got they got him? Um Jameson Williams. And why? Why was that such a head turner? Is it because of the injury and because? Yeah, yeah, it's it's because so he he tore an ACL, uh, he tore his ACL in the national championship game. Um, but everything before that was just phenomenal, and right. he he'd been at Ohio State. You know, we're seeing we're seeing a lot of these high profile players having high profile transfers. He was at Ohio State. He mm-hmm. wasn't getting enough game time. Went to Alabama and just absolutely killed it. Um, if he had got injured in the in the game, would he have gone higher on the board? Very possibly, but it was always going to be super competitive with these with mm-hmm. this group of wide receivers, and everyone had their favorite and least favorite. So, uh, obviously, I saw plenty of people saying, "Oh, what a reach!" You yeah. know, this guy was this guy was injured, and yeah. there's only there's only certain things we've seen him do since that since that injury. But you know, everyone will have done a lot of medical testing that's that's a big thing at the combine the medical mm. testing the stuff that you don't you don't see you don't you don't see it when you're watching on nfl network and it's people running and jumping stuff behind the scenes so i'm fully confident about him being kind of fully fully recovered he's yeah. got a super super high ceiling mm. and to me so just to just to go back to aiden hutchinson I think that is a perfect Detroit Lions fit for their general mentality right now. You know, Dan Campbell kind exactly, of player. Exactly. Absolutely. A guy who is going to be a mauler. I think yeah. there'll be a lot of a lot of talk like, <laughs> yeah. oh, Aiden Hutchinson, like he's an overachiever kind of guy. And he's not really an, over, an overachiever. He is just an absolute crazy mm. athlete mm. who works really hard. Um, he's going to be perfect for that kind of mentality. They'll want to be like, right, okay, defense, be this guy. Be hardworking, be violent, and just absolutely play to win every single snap. So that's great for them and what they want to do. What they want to do is they want to replace Jared Goff, but they want to replace him eventually. Now, there's no need to panic right now. You're not in win-now mode. Mm. Just add pieces. Now, they might take someone in the second round and be like, okay, this is someone who can learn and develop behind Jared Goff. Well, that's what I was getting. That's what I was getting at. So obviously I was being... It's slightly superstitious about Jared Goff being a winner, although we love Goff on this show, as you know. But it, it opens up the fact that only Kenny Pickett went in, in the first round. And we we talked on the show only a week ago about, despite there being a pretty slim pickings in terms of 
quarterback talent this year. Nevertheless, as we've seen in years gone by with a similar situation, panic buying can set in and suddenly before you know it, three, maybe even four quarterbacks. The over under line actually, interestingly, always trust. Trust Vegas on that one was two and a half, right? Mm. How many quarterbacks going in the first round? So uh, the assumption being that most people ex- assume that Pickett and Malik Willis were going to go in the first round and then was uh, was a third Matt Corral or someone going to go if there was this panic by setting in, but only Pickett goes. So can you, and I don't want to put you on the spot saying this is going to be tonight and a lot of people will be listening to the show maybe on Saturday. And, <laughs> uh, but is that, can you, based on what the Lions have done, or other teams for that matter that you think could be in the mix for a quarterback, uh, given the fact that they're not necessarily totally sold, but the development project and, and particularly in Willis's case, right? Can you see one of those teams going for a player like Malik Willis trading up for him if they don't have a high spot in the second round? Where do you think Willis might go? Just talk yeah. us through what you think the quarterback situation is after round one. Yeah, no, I think I think it is really interesting the way that the the way that we can now consider the quarterback market on day two. Yeah. That we knew that it was going to be a reach if players were taken, if if multiple quarterbacks were taken, especially if they were taken high, then and I'd said if there could be a run on them. If if mm-hmm. one goes, other teams can start to panic. What instead happened was People started to worry about their quarterback situation in terms of who were they throwing to rather than who's my quarterback. Mm. That will change in the second round. And I think there will be there will be a couple of teams who are quarterback hungry, who have picks to spare, who will think, okay, now's the time for to Malik Willis. Now I've I've given a little bit of criticism of all of these, all of these quarterbacks, but that's when you're looking at them from a first round perspective. In the mm. second round, they're now decent value. These were these, as far as I'm concerned, all the quarterbacks are second round and below. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, did the Steelers did the Steelers reach for Kenny Pickett? Possibly, but they felt that was a good fit. We said that was a good fit a week ago. Mm. So fine, absolutely fine. Someone is going to want Malik Willis because there is so much upside there. Someone I think could do very well to trade up. Now, to me, I thought the Saints. I mean, I. The Saints, the Saints obviously traded up anyway, and I did think, oh my God, are they going to take Malik Willis now? Is this all going to really kick off? And they and they didn't. Yeah, but someone I think is going to trade up and pick Malik Willis in the first few picks of the second round. And I think once Malik Willis goes, I think we could be looking at Desmond Ritter not long after, mm-hmm. and then potentially Matt Corral, Sam Howell. They could all go in the second round, mm. but I would say. I'd be surprised if we didn't see at least two. I would expect Malik Willis and Ritter to both go in the second round now. And I wouldn't be surprised if people do trade up a bit. Okay, let's get into the receiver merry-go-round that you talked about. So Arizona trading the 23 pick and a third rounder for Hollywood Brown. Philly landing AJ Brown, of course, essentially for, for that number 18 pick that they had. Uh, and they got Jordan Davis as well. So a lot of people buzzing on what Philly managed to do in the first round. I know Iron Mike in his Patreon column, I saw that dropped into my uh, inbox a bit earlier on. Iron Mike also uh, taking care of strictly business, Iron Mike. Again, Propo should be taking notes there. And I know Iron Mike was big <laughs> on Philly. Uh, I'm sure when uh, when uh, the big man is next on, we will uh, catch up with him about his perspective on it all. Let's start with the Arizona move for, for Hollywood Brown. So that, of course, gives Kyler an extra weapon. It tees up a pretty interesting trifecta now uh, with DeAndre Hopkins and Rondale Moore. Do you like the value though? Do you like that? Is that a classic example of a a win-win deal or do you think one side got the better of it? I feel like, I feel like the Cardinals got more out of this. I think because of what, because of what the Ravens did. Now, the thing is, I think the Ravens had a really good draft. Yeah. I really like who they picked and where they picked them. So just on that, so Kyle Hamilton, who is the most Ravens player in the world, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And no nonsense safety. Drops again, for the reasons you've pointed out so many times and even touched upon today, right? Slow 40 time, wild overreaction from everybody. Mm-hmm. Drops down the board. Is that, I mean, is that why he dropped down the board? I mean, surely most GMs are savvy enough to say, well, let's not base it on that. Or do you think that their heads do get turned with that still? I, I think at certain points, I, his his film last season wasn't wasn't amazing. Um, but he is, 
he is one of the best safeties to come out in recent years. But there were a lot of, there was there was talk of like, oh, he, he might go number three, he might go number five, and all this. And I thought, please don't draft a safety in the top ten. Like that, that's how I looked at it. This is not no one is a safety away from winning the Super Bowl. Mm. Whereas an edge rusher, quarterback, or wide receiver, uh, yeah, I can, I can, you know, I can buy that, but not a safety. Now he is absolutely fantastic, and I thought what's going to happen is he is going to he is going to fall because I just did not buy all this talk of like top three, top five. I didn't buy top ten. I felt he he would fall. Yeah, and I thought someone someone who's already good is going to get him because of when he's going to be when he's going to be picked. So mm-hmm. I think it's it's great, and he will have a fantastic career he's got he's completely set up for that um but losing hollywood brown is such a blow and Mm. i think that will still be the takeaway for the ravens that they've lost him and lamar jackson wasn't happy he exactly he was he was retweeting and liking ravens fans just freaking out about this and i think he just kind of tweeted himself just like wtf like he Yeah. Like now, I I get that it's not like you're gonna have even like your franchise quarterback in the draft room. You know, you when you are a quarterback, you are still just an employee. Mm. You know, that's that's the that's the game. But if you feel like so, he tweeted he tweeted WTF after they drafted the center yeah. Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah, who oh, is that- who is like app? I I I feel like even people might be like, oh, you don't want to take a center in the first round. That they needed they needed him. He is super reliable. They've got two super reliable, really high floor work ethic guys there. I'm mm. really, I think they did really well. If you were able to kind of take out the Hollywood Brown aspect of it, I'd be like, yeah, such savvy, sensible picks from the Ravens. Another great draft day. But I can't look at it like that because they lost Hollywood Brown and their quarterback is angry. Yes, he is. So, and I want to talk about angry quarterbacks uh, elsewhere as well, but let's kind of wrap up the, the rest of the stream. So they, they lose a receiver business. They lose Hollywood Brown. Um, the Titans lose AJ Brown, Philly grab him. Traylon Burks goes to Tennessee with pick 18. What can you tell us about Traylon Burks? Um, Traylon Burks is absolutely fantastic. He had a, he had a very disappointing combine. And when that happened because of the competition, that there there was in the in the wide receiver tier i thought that's that's him done in terms of being the first the first wide receiver taken right but he you know it's people will want to be like oh poor combine so how good can he be okay well maybe just watch all the tape just mm. or, or just watch those 14 minutes of highlights and you will see you will see how good he is um he is he's a he's a big play guy i think he is going to be absolutely fantastic now the the titans fans were very very disappointed to Mm. lose aj brown i get it but traylon burks is he's an aj brown style player and you're getting him on the rookie contract as opposed to the 100 billion whatever deal that exactly they can let someone else deal with that yeah now i i get it i i I, titan fans be feeling i i'd like both of those guys Mm. and i I understand but they will have done this not because not because they kind of just thought oh traylon burks is much better than aj brown it was do you know what we could use that salary cap space on other players yeah and we can just build it and it's a sensible thing to do. It might not work because you need Traylon Burks to reach the AJ Brown level. Or, ne- is- or, or near about, yeah. near, near enough, right? Yeah. But if he does that, it's actually great business Yeah, because that money is spent elsewhere. As long as you don't yeah. waste that money, it's, if it's spent well, it's, mm-hmm. oh, we were able to bring in these pieces in free agency that right. are major building blocks. Right. So uh, it's, it's good business from the Titans if they can if they can use that capital wisely okay so let's roll that on a couple of those themes on quarterbacks that probably aren't particularly happy and uh receivers getting dealt and bring this back to aaron Rodgers, who seems to be the focus of drafts every year now yeah Uh, so he was obviously really really frustrated a couple of years back when they didn't take a receiver and of course they took his uh, supposed successor then of going into this year's draft 
last year, of course, was he going to go? Was he going to get dealt? This year, he's back, but he doesn't have his partner in crime. So deep, deep, deep receiver draft once again. Surely that's where the Packers are going to go in round one. But they didn't. They went, they basically plundered the Georgia D, the, the much lauded Georgia D that you've been bigging up for, yeah. for, for many uh, a month. But so it, is that what you think the Packers game plan is? That they, they're looking at the depth in receiver here and they will definitely be going there. Or are they going to look, because there's no deal, uh, there are still, sorry, uh, receivers out there, Debo still, the situation still to be resolved. I mean, there, there are options they have potentially outside of the draft. Do you think that they have thought, let's re-up the D, get that in a good place because we've got a clear plan to keep keep QB happy. I think there's a few things going on. I mean, for a start, the, the, the Debo thing, I think if the 49ers were going to trade him, it they happened. would have yeah. they would have wanted to pick yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't see that happening now because I I just I don't mm-hmm. think they want to just kind of kick the can down the road. So I think he's going to stay a 49er. Mm-hmm. But you would think with the fact that the Packers did not were not able to land a star rookie wide receiver that they might look to add a veteran. I just don't know who that's going to be. I mean, veterans moved yesterday and they were not one of the ones making, making that move. Mm. So as soon as Kai Walker was taken, the linebacker from Georgia at number 22, also I should say six defensive players from Georgia were taken. That's the most from one side of the ball wow. from any college in the first round. I mean, yeah. six out of 32 is insane. When they, when they took Kawhi Walker, I thought, like everyone else, oh, what's Aaron Rodgers thinking? Now, Pat McAfee, He's got his live YouTube show rolling through the draft. Yeah. And of course, he is well in with Aaron Rodgers and straight away, okay, we're going live with Aaron Rodgers, who was just kind of sat in his garden. He was like, oh, I'm here in like beautiful LA. I thought, okay, you're making, <laughs> you're making the point that you're back in California. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. He was very chill about it. He was pretty sanguine. He, um, you know, he was saying that he knew who the Packers um, wanted at wide receiver that they had a list and that they were all gone. So he said he was not surprised that they then went defense. He admitted he didn't know much about Kawhi Walker. He'd not watched much of him. He was actually asking uh, the guys on Pat McAfee's show, like, I, th- I think he said, like, you know, is he a dog? <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> they're like, yeah, 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 but like not a cocker spaniel. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he was, he was. I, on the, you know, I, I've said before how like he's kind of all pro in passive aggression. He, <laughs> yeah. he, he actually seemed like, do you know what? I'm fine with this. Mm. And to be fair, I imagine that the the ownership would have been talking. I say ownership. Obviously, <laughs> they've got a million owners. Um, <laughs> That's a big Zoom call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, the uh, the front office would have been saying to him like, yeah, look. Here are the people. Here are the people we're looking at. Because people he said, "Who are you looking at?" Mm. And he would have he would have seen that draft board, and he would have seen, "Oh, they're gone. They're gone. They're gone." I mean, yeah. they're one on wide receivers. Yeah. So he, like, the thing is, is that at, at twenty eight, they took Devontae Wyatt, the defensive tackle. Now they could have taken someone like a Christian Watson, mm-hmm. who is then just below that top tier of wide receivers. He's someone yeah. who I think will go. You like him, early right? In the, I like him a lot. I think he's going to be great value in the second round. Devonta Wyatt, I feel he is more of a second round player. Um, he does not have a lot of the, when you look at his stat line compared with other players, it doesn't really match up. There are the off the field incidents with the police. There were just too many of those. Mm. Just recently, he had he'd managed to somehow escape injury, apparently even in a pretty bad car crash where he, plowed into uh, two parked cars i no other details seem to be out about that other than the fact that he was unhurt mm. but there have been arrests and allegations while he was at georgia now maybe away from like athens georgia where the university of georgia is is a party town mm-hmm. and if you are playing for the bulldogs and the bulldogs are going well to the point where you know you're winning a national championship and all this sort of and stuff 21 years old let's remember that right yeah Things can happen now, admittedly, right now, I don't want to be, I don't want to be kind of excusing anything away if, if these allegations are accurate, because there were allegations of domestic violence. Now I'm not saying right. that, oh, you know, oh, he's just a kid, you know, these yeah. things happen. He's That's okay. Yeah. yeah. But what I'm saying is stupid decisions can sometimes be made and he's making stupid decisions in his life, mm-hmm. even if he didn't, you know, 
even if he didn't commit domestic violence, right? Right. It might be that if he's there in Green Bay, which in comparison is kind of the middle of nowhere, he might be able to just focus and stop doing stupid things. Mm-hmm. Or he might just get bored and do even more stupid things. I don't know. I just feel there's, there are character issues mm-hmm. there that make me uncomfortable. Too much of a gamble possibly. Yeah, which okay. if, if, someone's, if someone is clearly incredibly talented and you overlook those things, I get it. But he's someone who I think is more of a second round player anyway. Anyway, right. Okay. So, but interesting that Rogers is pretty chill about the situation. So he obviously, you would suspect, know something we don't because there's no way I think that the Packers can go into next season losing Devontae Adams without having some kind of rep. Unless the game plan is we're going to make our D formidable. Rogers is good enough when we, uh, when we were in games that are holding opposition to 17, 20 points, he's good enough to make it work with, with what he's got around. And maybe that is their MO, but I'm sure there is something else here. A couple of other quick things, Benny. Um, a Drake London and Daxton Hill watch. <laughs> yes. Two of our favorite players, the um, 80s family <laughs> caper comedy <laughs> possible yeah. animal. Actually, just on that, you've got me thinking when you're talking about Rogers and what is he a dog? I wonder whether Rogers would be interested because he likes it. He likes showbiz, right? We know this from Jeff. Oh yeah. Would he be interested in in an uh, Airbud reboot? Oh, I, can't, I I mean, he's he clearly wants to be around Hollywood, doesn't he? You yeah. know, I like they um they asked him about that incident that cropped up on social media where he was at that kind of camp with kids and the kid intercepted him <laughs> and ran up towards him and handed them, handed him the ball back. <laughs> to be like, you know, nice try, Aaron. Oh, and then it. he threw the ball at the kids. He was like walking away. And they mentioned it about that. And he kind of like, he, he sort of laughed it off, but he was also like, you know, don't do that to me. You could tell he was like, te- teammate, Teammates <laughs> yeah. have done that to me. So I yeah. love the idea of him working, mm. like working on like a kid's film yes. with some young actors and per- perhaps an unruly animal. Yes. And just knowing that at some point he's like, I've made a huge mistake. I don't want to be around these people. But he signed up, the contracted up. I like that idea. It's a, it is a kind of Friday night lights when he goes to, coach goes to East Dillon kind of vibe Mm. where he's got to pick up a a school team that is on its cups, rebuild it, manages to do that with a real cross section of kids that he can bring together from different walks of life, different troubled, you know, kids. So the, the rich kid that has uh, the parents that just don't spend any time with him. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah. Yeah. Within the whole mix there is, and I think we've got to think beyond, beyond the golden retriever kind of airbud vibe. Right. I think maybe it has to be, is it a, is it a, is it a monkey? Is it? Is it a, does he have a parrot as his offensive coordinator? <laughs> what do you think? I want it to be that like Aaron Rodgers is a smart guy, right? Um, and he went to Cal, and they're generally quite smart there. What I want mm. it to be is it's that he's got some he's got some buddy back at Cal, mm. and the guy is like, Aaron, can you just? I want you to help me with this with this project. I've built a robot coach. Oh, and, and I wow. just want you to kind of do some testing. And it's kind of this buddy comedy of Aaron Rodgers and a robot coach. And it we doesn't, can... it can't, it can't get the nuances of what Aaron Rodgers is trying to get across when Aaron Rodgers is sort of like, I think I'm going to have some difficulty doing that. When what he means is you must be out of your mind. You've got to completely change this game plan. And, <laughs> and the robot's like, yes, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, uh, I don't know this is, about this. This is, of course, it's a, it's such a brilliant follow-on from Quarterbot for all your old school Carnage <laughs> listeners out there. And the Quarterbot franchise, I hadn't thought of this. Uh, I'm seeing Hollywood Dan quite soon, so I have to bring this up. Oh, with yeah, Hollywood Dan would, let, would, let's would get approve. this done. I think that I think the robot can't look too, too much like too much like a human. It can't look mm. like C3PO. I think it's got to look more like kind of Johnny Five. Yeah, well, that, which was it's called, which be is quarterback. Right? So maybe maybe yeah. it is quarterback that is now transitioning into coach. Well, I, he, he's been in he's been in storage <laughs> for, for twenty years. <laughs> they're bringing him out, and then they he does a version that I think for the first movie because I'm, I'm obviously already seeing sequels here. But for the first film, the big 
payoff piece, you know, with 10 minutes to go, they get the state finals. <laughs> he gives an Al Pacino any given Sunday kind of speech in the local room. That's where I'm going with it. Right. Tell me, tell me you would not be like trying to be first in line at the cinema to watch I'm this. In. And, like, I'm in. Although although all the streaming platforms would be throwing money, they would want to get they would want to get the money and the kudos face. I feel it would have to be seen on a big screen first, and then yes. we'll do the big streaming deal. Yes. Um, but it's it's got a bit. I mean, there, there's so many things that so many directions it can go in. There's so many potential sequels. I mean, this yes. is a real this is a real no pun intended. This is a real franchise yes. that can be that can be out there. You know, the return of Quarterbot, and it's. Like it's time. I mean, look, it's 2022. We're ready. For, we are ready for this. I can tell how little sleep we've had. <laughs> I love that, though. I love that. We're going to roll with that. Right. So back to back to focus on the drum. Humans. And, and da- humans. Well, we, we think they are. Maybe. True. Yeah, so we <laughs> come out it. Drake London turns out to be AI. So, so Drake London and Jackson Hill both going in the first round. Yeah. And Drake London... Like, you know, we talked about him a lot at the start of the season and, you know, he got he got injured, but he is just this big guy. I mean, he's 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 tall. He makes he he just makes some absolutely wonderful catches. He can be he can be spectacular to watch. Again, there were some players who were like, you know, I don't know. I think there are are better wide receivers and it's all in the eye of the beholder. But Mm. he has been he has been kind of polarizing Mm. like. I, I feel like, yeah, because he's got he's got room to develop. He's not yet 21. He's going to turn 21 before the season, obviously, but he's not 21 yet. So he is young, but he's a big guy. He catches lots of balls. And I know that some people were saying, oh, they should have gone Jameson Williams. They should have gone Garrett Wilson. I still like this pick. I think mm-hmm. I think the Falcons have got their like their Calvin Ridley replacement there. Mm-hmm. And I think he's going to be good. Uh, the Chiefs choosing to re-up their D, which makes a huge amount of sense, I guess. What did you make of the Chiefs first round? Um, to be honest, I'm not super excited by Trent McDuffie, the cornerback from Washington they took. Um, just, I don't know if I want to be drafting a cornerback in the first round who's got two career interceptions. Mm. Now, the caveat to that is people did not throw much towards him. Right. So, you know. They said um, that what I read on Pro Football Focus was 60 snaps of actual kind of man coverage last year mm. through the entire season. So it's so it's not a lot. It's a little bit like the Source Gardener conundrum of you love everything you see. There's just not as much to see. But Trent McDuffie is a bit he's a bit small. Mm-hmm. He's a bit undersized. He feels like a day two pick personally. Although mm-hmm. I although I get it, I just think. I would have liked to see them go offense. Um, I would have liked to seen them take a take a weapon because I think that's just what they need to do. You know, they've lost Tyreek Hill, and I mm. think they needed weapons. Final one from my side, anyway. You might want to squeeze in a couple more before we get out of dodge, uh, and you get some kit, Benny. Uh, the Pats <laughs> getting all round vilification for what they did. Sub editors all around the world, and you will, I'm sure, nod and approve of, of playing with the. Pat Strange draft and all kinds <laughs> yes. of craziness there. Uh, so talk us through why the Pats are getting slammed for what went down. Okay, so they took they took Cole Strange, who's a guard out of uh, Chattanooga, UT. Uh, that's University of Tennessee. So a small school guy. Um, he's big. He's talented. Played at guard. He's played at tackle. He's played at center. So he's kind of, he can kind of do it all. But he is, he is mostly, he is mostly a guard. Mm. Now, he is. The thing is, right? If we all trust Bill Belichick, right. with good reason. And if Bill Belichick takes him in the first round, you think, okay, well, maybe I missed something. And mm. to be honest, yeah, everyone could have missed something when we're talking about a guard from Chattanooga. Um, because this isn't someone who was super high profile. Um, he's 24, so he's already got a bit more kind of like wear on the tires than some other some other players. Mm. He's someone who I'd have been amazed if when they were pick when they were picking in the second round that they couldn't have got him then. I really think they kind of they they misjudge things. I think if they love this guy, I get it, but they probably could have traded back. So that's that's interesting. So because because he's such an uh, relatively speaking under the radar left field choice, right? And 
to your point, there's nothing wrong with taking players like that that you suspect other front offices and certainly draft nicks and media aren't projecting as a first round pick. There's nothing wrong with thinking I value him as a first round pick. But where it gets a bit confusing to that point is, well, if no one is valuing him as a first round pick, then no one's going to take him in the first round. Right. So it's very likely that we're going to be able to get him uh, in, in the second round. Do you think there's an element of, well, we don't know the full story. Maybe, maybe somebody else was interested. It does seem unlikely. Is it the Patriots? It doesn't strike me as Belichick's MO to be, look how smart I'm, I'm being with this really left field pick. Yeah, it, it does oh, I, seem baffling. Yeah, exactly. I am. I'm. I'm baffled. I think if someone else was going to get him, then surely there were just other people on their boards that they thought, okay, well, look, we'll trade down and get them instead. Right. If Cole Strange is gone, a player who nobody thought was going to go probably in the first two rounds, mm-hmm. if they're gone inexplicably, then okay, let's see who else we wanted. Can we get them in the second round? Okay, let's trade down. Let's just yeah. accumulate some more picks. You know, this is, you know, this is the the coach and the franchise who drafted Tom Brady way past the first round. So just because you think a guy can be great for you, it doesn't mean you have to take them at the first possible opportunity. And let's face it, they had no idea what they were getting in Tom Brady. They mm. just thought he was a potential starting quarterback one day. They clearly like what they've seen in, in Cole Strange, but I would be stunned if they couldn't have waited at least until the second round. Mm. interesting but yeah who the hell are we to to question the wisdom of Belichick and of course that's what this is all about for everything we can project and for every can't miss short thing we'll find out over the next couple of years just how smart these picks (laughs) have been and easy to throw grades around and winners and losers but the proof will be in the pudding of course and certainly as uh, the great Belichick would attest We've only just scratched the surface, right? Drafts typically get won and lost in the deeper waters in the later rounds. So. Exactly. Now, this 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 brings me to a point that I I wanted I wanted to bring up, mm. and I'm always interested while I'm sitting around watching the draft. I'm always interested what people are doing that what what kind of coaches and GMs are doing if they don't have a first round pick, right? Mm-hmm. So I would imagine they're all still in their draft room in case. Somebody makes a call to them saying, look, how about we give you pick X and you give us this? And you might then be like, hmm, there was someone that we were kind of interested in. Yeah. But Sean McVeigh seemed to not be doing that. Sean McVeigh was having a, having a press conference, basically, with, with local media. Um, and it was, it was him and Les Snead, the GM. Now, we know the Rams didn't have a pick in the first round because they have been very happy to trade those picks away to bring in star players because they felt they were a couple of players away from winning a Super Bowl and newsflash, they were and they did. So they just seem to be like, I don't want to say that Sean McVay was just drunk at a press conference last night, but my word, he was enjoying himself. Now that's, that's a coach who clearly felt like the pressure's off me. Mm-hmm. We are not trading into the first round. Mm-hmm. We are just going to observe. Mm-hmm. He seemed to be having the time of his life on the podium last night with Les Snead. And at one point they were talking and Cole Strange was picked. And McVeigh found this absolutely hilarious. Not because like, oh, what a stupid pick, but because they were hoping to take him at pick 104. And <laughs> right. he, he was just like, I, the laughing wasn't like laughing at the Patriots or laughing at overdrafting. It was just laughing at how unpredictable the draft is. It, yeah. Yeah. He was, I just want to, I want to have one draft night with Sean McVay. Mm. That's, that's all I ask. And I want it to be that he is a, still an NFL head coach, but he's not involved in that day. And the, the way that they like to do business, I mean, how that could be any year so i would love to just chill with him i don't know what he does i don't know what he was doing last night but he was sure as hell enjoying it you're a super bowl winning coach you're you've had a strategy it has worked if you want to just have fun on the first night of the draft then god bless you because that rip. you earned it two things about that Firstly, I think McVeigh can probably recollect every pick from the last 15 years in the drafts, <laughs> yes. rounds one to seven. And I'm almost certain too 
that last night he ended up in that casino with Tina Turner oh, as the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, do you know sure what? If did. if you were if you were with if you were with, like let's say right we were there with Sean McVeigh mm. last night mm-hmm. before long we would have been talking about our film ideas and yes McVeigh there is there is no way that he would have been like no that's stupid he would have been like oh my god. And we would have ended the night with him signed on as executive producer. Of course we would. He'd be he'd be a key back and he'd bring he'd open up his he'd open up his address book as well. I mean, McVeigh would bring him along. Um, he'd make a cabio in it, I'm sure. Oh, hundred percent. When when the state I don't want to give away a spoiler here, but let's say <laughs> after the state final game, and you know, the, the crowds are dispersed and it is Rogers and uh robot coach just in the sitting in the stands looking, you know, you've got all the paper cups and paraphernalia on the, you know, and the bleachers. They'll just, he'll just look around and just see McVeigh and realize McVeigh's been watching the game and just, oh, yeah. just tip his cap to him. And just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, and then kind of, um, then our, our quarterback coach kind of sort of respectfully nods back mm. at Sean McVeigh. There, there isn't, there is an understanding <laughs> between them. And then what happens in the sequel is that, the, the the inventor the inventor finds a way to mm. kind of upload different coaches personalities <laughs> and they think okay on a game by game basis because at this point at this point people have really taken Great notice idea. and now he's offensive coordinator for a struggling NFL team and they're bringing him in like this is it this is yes. the last throw of the dice but it wouldn't be a real NFL team because the NFL no. haven't signed off any no 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 it, rights. It, it would be yeah. a generic pro league and it would be perhaps it would be an expansion team that just hadn't yeah. quite got it going yeah. and was only about five years old and it's like look we've got to do something Maryland they're in Maryland yeah per- perfect perfect and they like they're struggling for fan interest and all of a sudden <laughs> they've got coach quarterbot yes and and the you know the scientist has been working on this the whole time, and he's got these he's got all these he's he's got all these personalities of coaches, mm. and he's able to load them in and do them on a situation by situation basis. But <laughs> there's another expansion team, right? Yeah, and they they have been quite successful. Yes, they've of course. Always, they've always been compared, and they're kind of like the snooty ones. And yeah. what they do not want is this other expansion team taking their thunder. So they get they get some dodgy hacker. Oh yeah! During a game, just scrambles the coaches, the coaches like brains, computer brains, and all of a sudden it's picking the wrong, the wrong plays for the wrong situations. <laughs> and when you don't want a Sean McVay play, it's a Sean McVay play. This is amazing. And, and the whole thing is going, is going well. Then it turns into some sort of like kind of cool techno thriller as well. Yes, it just there's there's something for everyone in this. It's like it's broad comedy, but also also a, a kind of techno thriller. At some point, it could be kind of like a steamy erotic thriller on like about sequel four, where we just got to try something completely new. Wow, that's I'm not sure we're going to go that far with it. But I wanna, uh, I wanna, we I just don't know. Get padded out a little bit more there before I sign up for that. Look, I love by it. that I, by that point, science is going to be having it there. <laughs> so like robots, hey, look, we could probably marry robots in twenty years time. That's just the thing. Just my prediction. Throwing that out there. Fair. I love it. I love I'm the sequel. I'm signed on. You, you are definitely going to bed now. Uh, that is for sure. <laughs> ben Isaacs will be sleeping for. Well, about 12 hours till round two gets going exactly. and then we'll be doing it all again. Uh, we will drop in uh, next week to update you on how the rest of it played out. Of course, I hope this has been useful for you. I'm sure it has with the insights Ben drops and, our, and, our, and our, if you like any ideas or have any ideas on our on our movie franchise, then yeah. at the NC shows, how you get in touch with us. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, still no TikTok, but we are, are addressing that. Got some exciting news coming your way soon, but uh, talk about spoiler. I, uh, I will mm-hmm. park that right there. There's a little teaser for you, but lots of good stuff happening with the show. We appreciate your support as ever. And particularly, I've, I've noticed the last couple of weeks, Benny, we've been asking uh, gently if you've got 30 seconds, listeners, that is to drop on whichever platform you listen to us on and leave a review. And that's been happening. Some uh, really nice ones on iTunes. Uh, appreciate the love on Spotify, different platforms. Anyone that's taken the time to do that. Massive appreciation for that because it helps us with sponsors, helps spread the word. Uh, and it puts a smile on Ben's face when he's sleep deprived. Yeah. And, and then you can come and say hello to us in Dublin. In yeah. The summer, you know? Collegefootballland.com. Love that. Uh, on sale, as I said, at the top of the show. Tickets now. So go get involved with that. We'll push out links to, and all that jazz on our social channels a bit later on today. So uh, great stuff, buddy. Rest up. Thanks. <laughs> so I'll speak to you when I'm awake again. Take care, bro.
Brilliant stuff from Ben. We will check in with him very soon. I will make sure in the next 30 minutes he is getting some kips so he's ready to go again. Appreciate all his insight, Zeva, and appreciate your support. If you've got questions on the draft, either the first round or the later rounds, just over the weekend at the NC Show, uh, Twitter's maybe the best bet there uh, to get the questions in for the show. Uh, and we'll do our best to get into them next time we get into it, which will be next week. Look after yourself, gang. Bye for now. Podcast Network.